Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of your time with me today. Last week, one of the things we talked about is the fact that there are presently less than 90 days until the new year. And with every episode between now and the end of the year, I want to help you make progress. Whether we're being more honest with ourselves, whether we are making slight improvements to our choices, whether we're practicing being more positive and enthusiastic in our lives or practicing being less dramatic, I know that you can go into the new year feeling better, looking better, more confident, and it's going to take a little bit of work. But I am genuinely here to help you. And what we're going to be talking about today are the things that are not working for you right now. What's not working? I'm going to help you identify not just all the things that are wrong, right? Not just my finances are a mess and I don't like my job and my relationship's in trouble and I'm eating too much. No, we are going to look at the things that hold you back the most. And I want to help you narrow in on one thing that is holding you back the most, either because it is happening most frequently or its impact is most significant. When you identify that, you are uniquely able to ask yourself, well, what can I do about it today? Without drama, without judgment, in fact, If today's episode were a drinking game, you would probably become very intoxicated if you drank every time I said the word drama, but let's not do that. Although, if you want to do it with water, probably a great way to get hydrated today. Before we dive into today's episode and taking action on it, I want to share with you the best thing I've eaten recently and a workout I loved. And I'm going to start with the workout that I am about to go do. As soon as I finish this episode, I am going to put on my gym clothes and head out to do a deadlift and burpee box jump over workout that goes like this. 21, 15, 9, 15, 21 deadlifts, burpee box jump overs. The way that looks, what did I just try to say? I don't know. The way that looks, works, is this. 21 deadlifts, 21 burpee box jump overs, 15 deadlifts, 15 burpee box jump overs, 9 deadlifts, 9 burpee box jump overs, then 15 deadlifts, 15 burpee box jump overs, and ending with 21 and 21. Deadlift is just barbell, 
lift the weight off the floor. And burpee box jump over is exactly what it sounds like. You do a burpee, and at the top of the burpee, when you are back on your feet, instead of just jumping straight up and clapping over your head, which is standard burpee finish, you jump up onto and over a box. My box will be 24 inches, 26 inches. I forget what standard is for a female, but somewhere around there. So yeah, that is the workout. I am really, really excited about it. I wanted to do a deadlift workout, but I wanted to do a deadlift workout that would get my heart rate jacked up, and those burpee box jump overs will do it for sure. Anytime I mention something that is a term you're unfamiliar with, talking about my workouts, go to CrossFit.com and search it, or just Google it in general. Um, And there's so many great videos and tutorials and stuff like that on the internet. The best thing I ate... So much more exciting than my workout. I talked to you guys recently about palmini. Palmini is hearts of palm, but it's unique because it has been cut to look like fettuccine or linguine, I guess, more appropriately. It's not quite as thick as fettuccine. Scratch that. It's cut to look like linguine, and it comes in a can. And though it looks like pasta, and I treat it like pasta, it is just a vegetable, hearts of palm. I get it on Amazon. I will link to it in the show notes. Thrive Market is not yet carrying it. Um, But I get it on Amazon. And the way I had it most recently was Asian style. Instead of soy sauce, I use something called coconut aminos. You can get them at most grocery stores. You can also get them from Thrive Market. Um, But they taste a lot like soy sauce, but they don't have soy. If you've listened to my episode, I think it's episode 53, um, that explains why I don't eat soy. But it doesn't have soy, and it also doesn't have the amount of sodium that soy sauce has. It's just made from coconut, but it has that sweet, salty, Asian-style flavor. So it was palmini with coconut aminos, ginger, peppers and onions that I sauteed together, as well as bamboo shoots, a little bit of sesame oil, some grilled chicken and sesame seeds, all uh, tossed with the palmini. It was so good. The cool thing about palmini, in addition to the fact that it's just a vegetable, so very fat loss friendly and a great substitute for pasta, for those of you that are looking for ways to enjoy your favorite noodle dishes without the noodles, this is a great one. But the, the great thing about it that I love is that it's already cooked. So you don't have to boil it. You can literally just strain out the liquid in the can. I like to rinse it a little bit and then toss it in whatever. And as long as you get it hot, you are good to go. So that was amazing. I'll put the link, as I said, in the show notes. I don't have a recipe for what I put together. Um, If there's interest, I can certainly whip one up. But I'm more of like a little shake, shake, a little dash, dash, and see how it turns out. It was really good. That was the meal I loved recently. Today, we are going to talk about the things that are not working for you and what you can do about it. Instead of continuing to look at these things that we do that aren't working, whether that's complaining, overeating, drinking too much, drifting, whatever it is, instead of resisting that reality, not wanting to face it because we're upset or we're embarrassed or we're disappointed, let's lean into it as opposed to pulling away from it so that we can identify the different options we have, 
how else could I respond to this? What other choices are there? And begin to tackle that thing that is either happening most frequently or having the most negative impact on our lives and start to gradually make improvements. Let's do that right now. We all have things, no matter if we're crushing our progress or we're really struggling, we all have patterns of behavior or patterns of thought that don't work for us. And when we can get honest with ourselves about them and start to create pattern interrupts or new standards of behavior, our whole life gets easier and better. But we often turn away from the areas that feel hard. We don't want to face them because we doubt ourselves or we're ashamed that it's hard and that we keep letting ourselves down. Remember a couple weeks ago, I said, it's time to get rid of the emotional like drama that you bring to this. There's no shame in having an area of weakness. There's no shame in choosing something that doesn't work for you. As long as you're willing to say, all right, let's tackle this without the drama. We've got to grow out of the drama. If you want to get better, it's kind of like for me as a business owner. If I beat myself up over everything I don't do well, I'm stunting my growth and my possibility. But if instead I say, all right, let's face this head on. What can I do? Then my growth is unlimited. If you approach any area of weakness or difficulty with drama and judgment, you're holding yourself back. So this week, I need everybody to check their ego at the door, leave the drama for your teenager, and look at, with curiosity and an open heart and an open mind, what's not working for me? And let's tackle it. Let's face it head on. No shame. There's no shame in improvement. There's pride there. When we look at what doesn't work, you could see it as failure, disappointment, shame, embarrassment, regret, remorse, or opportunity. How can I get better? How can I learn? How can I grow? It's all about which way you look. I don't want anybody to be discouraged as we evaluate what doesn't work. It is a tool, right? Last week when we were doing the whole seven, I said, pay attention to what feels hard. Not so you can be pissed about it, but because it's a great compass pointing you towards where you have room to grow. When we identify these, these are opportunities that give us room to grow, not anything to be ashamed of. I share this picture of a light bulb, and actually I should have put the picture of the light on my desk. I have an old-fashioned light on my desk. Um, it's like a Ben Franklin light. And the reason I have that is, is because of Thomas Edison, um, who invented the light bulb. And the reason that I that I share this picture is because he failed thousands of times. Can you imagine trying to invent something and like, okay, you're probably still pretty motivated after four, five, six failures. But how about after 24 or 67 or 93 or 180 or 220 and you keep going and keep going? Like, I can't even fathom that. And yet he did it without disappointment. Going from failure to failure without lack of enthusiasm because in every single mistake he made, in every single attempt that didn't lead to the light bulb, he learned something that got him a little bit closer. We can all hear that and be like, yeah, that makes sense. And yet we don't practice it enough in our own lives. So every time we make a choice we don't feel good about, there is an opportunity to grow and advance and be better. And it requires that we first get rid of the judgment and the drama and decide, I'm going to be curious and I'm going to be honest 
about what I'm doing that doesn't work. And maybe this is choices that you're making, or maybe it's justifications or excuses or whatever it is. I want you to spend some time really getting honest with yourself about the things you're doing that don't work. And this could be food or it could be lifestyle or it could be attitude like. Are there snacks you eat that don't satisfy you for very long or meals you turn to that you don't really enjoy or you find yourself hungry 30 minutes later? One of the common things I see here is people who eat protein bars or drink protein shakes. They do them over and over again because they think they're, quote unquote, a good choice. And yet when they have one bar, it often turns to two or three or snacking nonstop until dinner because they don't work. So are there foods that you are routinely eating that don't work for you. For me, and I talk about this on the podcast all the time, it's dairy. It's like this thing that I know doesn't work for me, that I know upsets the apple cart of my hormones, makes me break out, and yet, and doesn't, doesn't do anything for fat loss, and yet it's something that I still do. So get honest with yourself about what doesn't work. Are there meals or snacks that increase your cravings? Maybe the protein bars falls into this category, or maybe it's nuts or dried fruit or sweet potatoes, right? I know for me, if I have sweet potatoes, I want to just like keep eating and never stop. What is it for you from a food standpoint that's not working? Are you making choices that leave you feeling guilty or disappointed? Maybe it's the candy from the coworker's bowl, or it's the alcohol, or it's the sugary latte from Starbucks. Are there things that you routinely do that leave you feeling guilty or disappointed? Don't just like nod. Yeah, there are. Write them down. What are they specifically? What are they specifically? Are there things you do that leave you feeling tired? Maybe watching too much TV or hitting snooze too many times or getting sucked into Facebook at night, whatever it is, are there things that leave you feeling tired? Are there foods you eat routinely that leave you feeling bloated? For me, artificial sweeteners, 100%. Are there things that you eat routinely that leave you feeling just like bleh? What choices are you making knowingly that don't bring you towards your goals. Don't just think about this as you hear my voice. Write it down on paper so we can identify one for this week's challenge. Are there things you tell yourself are working that really aren't? Again, bars and shakes often fall into this category. Like, oh yeah, I love my bars and yet I overeat every time I have them. Or nuts. Nuts are such a great convenient snack for me, but you eat two cups of them. Are there things you're telling yourself are working or fat loss friendly or moving you towards your goals, but they're really not? Maybe you're doing a particular type of workout and your body isn't changing. You're like, yeah, yeah, I go to the gym every day, but it's not really working. Your body doesn't lie. You're either getting the results that you want or you're not. And if you're not, it's time to identify without drama, without judgment, what's not working. Because you can't live your old life and your new life at the same time. You just can't. So what has to change to get you moving in the direction you want to go? And of these things you wrote down, whether it's foods that aren't satisfying you or that are triggering cravings or choices that are leaving you feeling guilty or disappointed, whatever it is, which of these is happening most frequently or do you feel is most destructive? That's what I want you to answer. Which of these things that might be holding you back, these things that aren't working, is happening most frequently or is most destructive? Pick one. And then from there, once you've picked one of them, just one, I want you to brainstorm a list of potential improvements. 
What could you do to slightly improve this? So, for example, in my thing with dairy, one option is never have dairy again. The other is let me look at my journal and see how many days a week I'm currently having dairy. Let's say it's four. You know what, Elizabeth? Time to go down to two. All right. Make sure that when you have dairy a couple times a week, you're really enjoying it. It's really mindful. Or maybe I still have it four times a week, but I have half as much as I've been having. Brainstorm all the options. Give yourself a wide berth in terms of the different ways you could choose to improve this area that's not working. Maybe maybe what's not working for you isn't about food at all, but maybe it's that you get frustrated every time you step on the scale and you see it hasn't gone down. And then when you feel like you're doing the work, but the scale isn't reflecting your efforts, you turn to food and you you set yourself back even further. Well, what could you do? You could throw away the scale. You could decide to take progress pictures instead. You could decide to take measurements instead. You could decide to change your perspective about the scale. Write down all of the options so that you can figure out where do I want to start in making a change here, in stopping something that is not working for me. Or maybe you're finding that what doesn't work for you is overindulging on the weekends. So you look at your journal and you say, well, yeah, it really seems like uh, I eat too much and I eat too much of things that aren't fat loss friendly and I drink too much. So I could stop drinking. I could drink less. I could say I'm either going to eat fat loss friendly foods um, and eat as much much of them as I want, or I'm going to eat foods that aren't fat loss friendly, but I'm going to predetermine how much I eat and really practice my moderation there. Brainstorm all the ways, even if you don't like some of the answers, brainstorm all the ways that you could begin to tackle this thing and then start practicing those strategies. Maybe your thing that's not working for you is mindless eating at night. So you could decide, you know, I'm just not going to go in the kitchen. You could decide I'm going to pick one thing to snack on and I'm going to mindfully enjoy that. You could say, well, I'm going to eat, but I'm going to make sure that it gets my full attention. So I'm not going to be on Facebook at the same time or I'm not going to be watching TV or answering emails or whatever it is. Write down all the ways that you could target an improvement here. Maybe what's not working for you is you don't have the accountability of tracking. So you could say, well, I'm going to start my day with one minute of tracking and I'm going to end my day with one minute of tracking. Or you could say, I'm going to start tracking on my phone instead of in my journal. Or I'm going to carry my journal with me. Or what email myself at several points throughout the day or set an alarm reminder on my phone to remind me to get my journal out. Write down all the options and then start executing a new strategy. I want to challenge you to look at this journey a little bit differently. And when I say this journey, yeah, we can mean life in general, but progress. This journey of creating change. This journey of overcoming areas where you've continued to struggle. Oftentimes we see it as fighting against ourselves or we resent it, we resist it. There's a difference between pulling things apart and putting things together. And when we think about change from this perspective of disappointment, shame, and frustration, we're we're pulling ourselves apart. We feel torn between the past patterns or the temptation and what we should do, what we want to do, what we're capable of, and it's this pulling, it's a tension. Instead, think about it not as pulling things apart, 
but putting things together. You have this beautiful backlog of history, your experiences, that you can learn from. You can say, I don't feel good when I do it this way, when I think about things that way. Put together the life you want instead of pulling apart the one you have. Put together the day you want instead of pulling apart everything that isn't working. As you identify what isn't working And the different options that you can choose next time around, I can do it this way instead of that way. Really look at it as from your experience, from your past wins and your past struggles, putting together a more intelligent strategy. We do this really well in business. We can say, okay, in that last project, we didn't communicate well. Wow, did you guys just hear the massive something that fell on my roof? Anyway, when we're in business, we can look at a project and say, okay, we didn't communicate well. We weren't clear on our expectations. We weren't clear on the time frame. So next time, here's what's changing. And inevitably, the next project goes better. But sometimes when it's more personal, we don't take that informed, intelligent, strategic approach. We just put our head in the sands because we don't want to face the way we disappointed ourselves. Change that. Look at putting together something that is stronger, something that is more intelligent, something that is more valuable or more helpful based on the richness of your experience. Work inwardly, right? Instead of turning away from yourself, la la la, I don't want to think about this, I'm so mad, I've wasted so much time, Use that to just for today create a more strategic, a more intelligent, a more helpful response. Make it a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.